Hackers recently identified cyber vulnerabilities in a medical device from manufacturer Boston Scientific that allegedly could put patients' data at risk. Is this a potential issue for other medical devices from other vendors? I'm Marianne Kobusak-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Billy Rios, one of the researchers at security firm Whitescope, who identified the problems in the Boston Scientific Medical Device called Zoom Latitude Programmer Recorder Monitor Model 3120. Billy will be discussing the significance of his findings. So now, the Department of Homeland Security ICS CERT issued an alert just recently about your findings. But for starters, just please describe briefly what sort of medical device the Boston Scientific Zoom Latitude is and who uses the device. That device, most people call it a PRM, but that device is actually used to program and monitor pacemakers Boston Scientific refers to them as uh, pulse generators, but I, I think more commonly known as pacemakers. And so it's a pretty important device, especially if you have you know any kind of like cardiac problems or anything like that. So not typically used by an end user or anything like that, uh, really you know used by a physician inside of a hospital. And me and my colleague, Jonathan Butts, we actually purchased a number of these pacemaker programmers, including the Boston Scientific programmers. So, Billy, what kinds of vulnerabilities did you find and what sorts of risks do they pose to patients as well as perhaps the healthcare entities that use these devices? Last year, me and Jonathan, we purchased a variety of pacemaker programmers. In fact, we purchased from auction websites like eBay and things like that. Uh, we purchased two or three programmers, Boston Scientific programmers, and we basically just did some you know, research on uh, how those programmers work and whether or not there's security vulnerabilities. And so there was actually a number of vulnerabilities we saw in the Boston Scientific programmers that we submitted to DHS ICS CERT. And, and this was all last year. So basically what DHS ICS CERT is doing now is releasing advisories for some of those issues. I think the, you know, the PHI key that we saw on the programmer, that's, that's just the first of, of others to come. So now you say that's the first of others to come. Did you find similar sorts of problems on these sorts of devices from other manufacturers? And what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I can't get into too much detail. I mean, no, no one sponsored the work that we did. You know, we bought the programmers with our own money from eBay and things like that. But I just want to be sensitive to some of the things that we found. But to be honest, for some of the programmers, I wouldn't say which manufacturers, but for some of the programmers, we actually found real patient data on there. And so... When you look at the ICS CERT advisory for the Boston Scientific Programmer, you see that, you know, it's basically we have the key that can be used to decrypt the different uh, pieces of data on the programmer. But we, for other programmers, we actually found real patient data on the programmers themselves. So what does that suggest? Does it suggest that, A, once these products are no longer being used by a healthcare provider and then they're put into the open market, the data is not being erased from these devices? Or does it also mean that this data is accessible to someone else, you know, an unauthorized user or a hacker or an attacker or someone else as they're being used by these entities? It means both, right? So for our situation and other and other people, we literally bought these 
devices from an auction website. So, uh, and those devices are delivered to our homes. And we did the research on the devices in our spare time. That means anyone could have literally purchased these devices and gotten this patient data off of the devices as well. So if you're a hospital, if you're a healthcare delivery organization, when you go to your device lifecycle, when you go to the end of the device lifecycle, when you're trying to either turn the device in or dispose of it, man, you need to make sure that your hospital's data, your patient's data is not on those devices. If that device inadvertently ends up on an auction website or inadvertently gets sold to someone or given to someone that's not supposed to have it, and your hospital's patient data is on there, that could put you at a lot of risk, right? And, and like I said, this actually happened to us last year in a couple different instances. And then on the device manufacturer side, if you make devices that handle patient data, you need to be able to protect that data. You need to, pro- you need to provide the hospitals a way that they can encrypt that data properly and make it to where if an unauthorized party gets access to that device, they're not going to be able to extract that patient data from the device. So, Billy, what kind of patient data did you find? And is there any way for you to kind of track back where the originating enterprise was, the healthcare entity that actually used the system? And perhaps do they need to then contact their patients that there may be some personal health information floating around somewhere? We certainly use the data that we had access to to identify the hospital that lost control of the device. And they've already been contacted, the hospitals and the manufacturers have already been contacted about what we saw and what patient data we saw. And the patient data is pretty significant. So not only are we talking about their actual readings that were taken from some of these devices. So in this instance, we're talking about pacemaker programmers and monitors. So we have all the data that the doctor basically did against whatever patient, right? So whether they programmed the pacemaker, we have that data. If they took monitoring or samples from the pacemaker that's been implanted in someone, we had that. But we also have other PII as well like the patient's name, their address, their social security numbers, phone numbers in in certain cases. So there's actually quite a bit of data that's stored on these devices. And approximately how many patients' data did you find? I'm not going to say exactly how many we found, but there's a couple different devices that we saw that had patient data, and it wasn't a small amount. But like I said before, the hospitals that we found the data for have been contacted already, and the manufacturers have been contacted as well. So now, Billy, most often when we hear about cybersecurity-related issues with medical devices, it comes down to patient safety issues. And in this situation, you've uncovered potential privacy and other sort of related data security issues. Is this the first time vulnerabilities involving patient privacy slash security versus patient safety have been identified and resulted in an an alert by DHS or FDA? I know FDA wouldn't be involved unless there was a patient safety issue. Is that correct? Yeah, the FDA's primary concern is patient safety issues. And, And to be honest, when Jonathan and I and WhiteScope look at devices, that's our primary interest as well, to find vulnerabilities that could be leveraged to cause some issue to patient safety. But at the same time, we do have the devices in our possession, right? So, and if we're looking at the devices and we happen to see PHI on them, or if we happen to see other things that show that uh, PHI is being handled in an insecure way, like what we saw in the Boston Scientific Programmer, I think we have a responsibility to tell someone about that, right? And so, although that's not really our focus when we do device research, uh, if we do come across issues like that, we'll certainly raise them to the appropriate people's attention. And Billy, do you think these kinds of data security slash patient privacy issues involving medical devices are more common than people realize? Probably. 
So like I said before, that's not really our focus. We don't buy devices and do independent research on devices to see if they have patient data handling issues. But a lot of these devices do have a lot of sensitive data on them. So Obviously, a pacemaker programmer is going to have uh, very sensitive data on it. Other monitors of other types of medical devices are going to have pretty sensitive data on it as well. And so the need for protecting the data is certainly there. And then whether or not these other devices protect data adequately, it remains to be seen. And regarding these specific products that you looked at, and in this case, the Boston Scientific product, because again, it resulted in an alert from DHS, were there any safety-related issues that you also found? Or was this the extent of the problems that sort of emerged from the evaluation of the Zoom Latitude product? I don't want to get in front of any type of documentation that's going to come out in the future advisors or anything like that. So, But we had released a paper, me and Jonathan did late last year, talking about the access that we had to various pacemaker pieces within the pacemaker ecosystem. And I, I think uh, we're going to start to see some of that research be made public here over the next couple of months, right? It seems like that DHS ICS search kind of working their way through some of these things. And so I'll let those things kind of run its course. And I definitely don't want to get in front of a manufacturer's timelines on fixing things or getting in front of problems or anything like that. So But we'll probably see some more stuff associated with these devices and maybe hopefully in the near future. And with that said, Billy, what should healthcare entities and patients potentially do to mitigate these problems that you found in the Boston Scientific devices specifically? I think the way that PHI is transported with those Boston Scientific devices obviously is not very secure, right? So we have the encryption key that can decrypt data that's stored on USBs and things like that. So physicians need to be aware of that. And if they're transporting large amounts of data or if they have lost control over a programmer for some reason, they need to understand that whatever patient data that was on that device could be exposed and they need to kind of react appropriately. So I'm sure most major hospitals have uh, procedures for dealing with PII exposures and spillage. And so what they need to understand is that if they do happen to lose control of one of these programmers or a USB stick that had patient data on it, the current protection mechanisms that are protecting that data are not adequate. It can be easily defeated. And so they should assume that they've lost control of that data and that data is exposed. And once these products are no longer needed by healthcare entities, are they supposed to be erasing all data on these devices before letting them be either resold or to leave their premises? They most definitely should. So over the last five years, Jonathan and I have been doing quite a bit of research in the medical healthcare space. We've purchased a number of devices just kind of on our own to do independent research. And we've seen a lot of insecure practices when it comes to buying devices and then having data on the device that shouldn't be on there. So not only PHI or patient data, but also data associated with the hospital infrastructure. So for example, Jonathan and I have purchased infusion pumps that still had the hospital's Wi-Fi keys on there, the Wi-Fi password. So we would be able to not join the public Wi-Fi, but join the infusion management network. So you don't want to be in a situation like that if you're in a hospital. If you are disposing a device or a device is coming to the end of its device life cycle, make sure you scrub all the important data off of that device, the patient data, the infrastructure data, Wi-Fi passwords, any other type of encryption keys that you're using. Make sure that all of that stuff is off of the device before the device gets disposed or resold.
And Billy, in this particular case, is Boston Scientific doing anything to address the issue right now? Or is it too late because these products were already used and they're already kind of floating around somewhere? I don't think they've issued an update for this encryption issue. So the key that we have, I think, will still work on on future models. And and that's important to understand, right? So like I said before, if you're a physician and and you're trusting the protection mechanisms that are in the current Boston Scientific programmers, it's probably not adequate. So if you've lost control over a Boston Scientific programmer, it's no longer in your possession and it inadvertently got sold on an auction website or given to a reseller and your patient data was on that programmer, the data is easily extracted off. So definitely take that into consideration when you're handling these devices and the data associated with them. Thanks, Billy. I've been speaking to Billy Rios. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.